Good morning, and thanks for joining us here today. I'm Donna Carrick of Carrick Publishing and your host of Dead to Rights, the podcast. I'm here today on behalf of the Maydams of Mayhem to talk with M.H. Cowway, my friend Madeline, who is the author of Windigo Fire, as well as Glowgrass and other stories. And Madeline's got a brand new story out called Amdur's Ghost, which is going to appear in In the Spirit of 13, our fifth Maydams of Mayhem anthology, which is coming out in the fall of 2022. So hello, Madeline. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Donna. It's a pleasure. Thank you. It's always good to have you here. I'm really pleased. Um, tell us a little bit about Amdur's ghost. Amdur, uh, Benjamin Amdur, who he is, and Barbara Garnett and Nigel Brown. Tell us a little bit about these three players. Okay, well, Amdur is a continuing character. He appeared in our very, very first anthology called Amdur's Cat. Now, Amder has a long history. Many, many years ago when I started writing, Amder was the protagonist of my very, very first novel, the one that lives in a drawer. But I was so, I was so sad to leave Amder in the drawer. So he, over the years, he evolved and he became instead from a, a serious character to a pretty much a shrewd and wily witty and quite comical character. So he became for me a departure from writing my usual noir into writing almost a broad comedy, which mm -hmm. I did in Amder's Cat. Oh, yes. I should explain that Dr. Benjamin Amder is an assistant deputy minister in the Ministry of Health, where I spent many, many years um, pre-writing <laughs> as a full-time <laughs> job. And um, it really was a lot like Yes, Minister, if you remember that old story about the civil service. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so um, Barbara is Amder's new boss. Amder is an assistant deputy minister of health, which is basically, um, there are probably five in the ministry. They're basically the boss and they are a civil servant. They're not a political appointment. So Amder is an assistant deputy minister, which means he is the big boss of the Ministry of Health, but he's a civil servant. He came up through the ranks. He did not, he is not a political appointment. Barbara Garnett is the new minister of health. Of course, she's a politician elected um, by, you know, and appointed to her position by the other, by the ruling party. Barbara Garnett is an amalgam of different politicians that I had the privilege or um, endurance <laughs> working <laughs> with well, during my career as a civil servant. And uh, she is a, a very clever, very privileged, and very good looking woman with a lot of charisma. And she's used to getting her own way. In Amder's ghost, she finds herself in a spot of trouble, and she has to turn to Amder, who, being on the opposite side, she's a right winger, he's a left winger. She's forced to turn to Amder for help. Amder has left the ministry and is hiding out in the most obscure health department in Ontario, the most badly funded, and he's hoping to inflict some political damage on the right wingers at 
when the opportunity presents itself. But in the meantime, he's licking his wounds and hiding out in Dunlop. Mm -hmm. And where is Dunlop? Dunlop is on the, the coast of Lake Huron. And of course, it's a thinly disguised Goderidge. Of course. Where we have our cottage. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us about Nigel Brown. Um, I presume he is the ghost. Yes, Nigel Brown is the ghost in the victim in the uh, in the story. Nigel Brown, I don't really know where Nigel came from. He was one of those characters that simply just appeared. Again, privileged, um, used to getting away with being incompetent, and comes to a sticky end. We're not that sorry to see him go, but he's been up to a lot of no good in mm -hmm. Amder's Ghost. Okay, okay. So Amder is a really lovable character. He's a little bit rumpled. He's, um, you know, he's uh, doesn't always want to be involved in things, but his his um, moral compass won't allow him to to abdicate a good portion of the time. Now you've used him a number of times, so a lot of us have really come to know him. Um, you can see him in Amder's Cat. What other stories does he appear in? Well, I have, they're not, I haven't re written those stories yet. <laughs> ah, he will appear. He will, he will appear. appear. He will appear. This is the second Amder story. And uh, the first story was so well received by readers and readers loved it that I thought I would do it again. Mm -hmm. this, uh, what I have used in this story is a scene out of my very first novel, which was uh, a scene that readers really enjoyed. I used to read this scene, and that's when they get trapped in a truck by a rabid coyote. I did not make this up. <laughs> I did not. Not unlike my rabid coyote. <laughs> <laughs> the best stories are, you know, everybody I'm talking to this week, they say the same thing. They'll tell the story of that inspired the story, the story that inspired the story. And believe me, it does happen, doesn't it? It um, does. What, what about Windigo Fire? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Windigo Fire? Well, Windigo Fire was actually the sequel to my, my very first novel, the, the drawer novel. And um, I had started to out writing it as a scene with uh, Danny Bluestone, a young man who is trapped on an island out in the remote part of Northern Ontario with a, a hunting party. And um, they're go they've gone bear hunting and they, the hunt goes a very badly pear-shaped. And Danny wakes up in the morning to find all the hunters dead all except one of them. Mm -hmm. And he is trapped with somebody who may or may not be the killer. I had intended that to be the sequel to um, my very first novel, Amder novel. However, when I read the chapter, people got really attached to Danny and they were very worried about him. So I thought, mm -hmm. why not write the novel and make Danny the protagonist? And that is how the story came about. I worked on it for a number of years. I sent it, uh, I wrote, I guess, the first few chapters and then on a whim, sent it off to the debut dagger, never expecting to be shortlisted, but I was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a really powerful novel. For anybody who hasn't encountered it yet, it's called Windigo Fire under the um, 
The writer's name, M.H. Calway. So look for that. And one of the things that you've really mastered, Madeline, is you've mastered the cinema. I'm going to say this badly. The cinema mind, let me put it that way, where you're, you really do show, not tell. Everything is about the colors and the smells and the action that's happening right now as if you're the cinematographer and you're following your protagonist with your camera. You know, it's, it's really well done for that. There's no, there's no lulls in the visuality. Well, thank, thank you, Donna. It's true. My very first love was the movies. And uh, I... Um, I used to watch the movies with my mom. My, it was a big treat for me as a child. I would watch the late movie. I'm showing my age here, but you know, the late <laughs> night movie used to come out at 11 o'clock at night and, and they would show all the old movies. And uh, that love affair with the movies has continued really through my, my whole life. My daughter actually works in CGI, which is, um, you know, um, special effects imagery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you know, we get a lot of insight and privileges and a lot of good tips about which Netflix to watch through my mm -hmm. daughter. <laughs> I mean, imagery in movies has evolved and changed. It's remarkable and the future seems limitless. So mm -hmm. you're right, Donna, I do actually, when I'm writing a book and when I, when I imagine a book is that I do see it through the lens of a camera and, and, and I've been, been told that sort of the way I sort of perhaps rely uh, on, on action and like that and mm -hmm. I'm certainly what I enjoy writing the most. To good effect, to good effect, because it carries the reader from page to page so easily. Um, it's very fluid in that way. So it's kind of a tip that I, I would give to new writers is to really show, don't tell. And if you're not sure what that means, take a look at books that really carry you through their plots because you can see the action. That, that's what you're going for. It's really not that elusive. It's just about getting your head into that, that aspect. Um, anyway, so we have got In the Spirit of 13, our fifth anthology coming out this fall. I did not mention yet that Madeline is the founder of the Maydads of Mayhem. So with, give with, Donna. <laughs> with Donna. <laughs> yes, Madeline and I were among the founding members, but it was Madeline's brainchild. She's the one who came up with it. So we've had a lot of fun over the years with this project and wow. this collaboration of, of many writers that have joined us you know and uh so we're really looking forward to the big release of in the spirit of 13 um we've got some really good talent madeline can you tell us just a couple of names that come to mind that are going to be in this oh my goodness there's so many talented people here um um i mean they're all um with people that i've worked with for many many years um we have everybody from um with a lot of award winners like uh mm -hmm. melody campbell Sylvia Warsh, Rosemary McCracken, mm -hmm. and, um, and anybody you don't, anybody you mention leaves somebody unmentioned. So I'll stop you there. That way, yes. you won't have to take the blame for anybody unmentioned. No, I don't want to. And we have so many. We even have. We started out. We started out. We were all women, and I think we were thirteen, which is what has become our. Which is why we we used the uh, flag. 13 on all of our works exactly but now we're the mesdames and messieurs actually because we've got a we couple of men, men in now. our group and um, <laughs> we're certainly open to welcoming men in our group and uh, we have a lot of fun we, we've grown tremendously I think we've got um, 
22 authors in this anthology. We, 23 we, we, stories. One author has two stories, uh, but 22 authors in this. So you're looking for some really well-seasoned talent when this one comes out. And we'll, we'll produce the list of authors for you as soon as we get a little further in the production process. Really? And, and you know, it's hard to believe, like when we sat around the lunch table and thought up this idea of the Maidam, <laughs> that it's 10 years later and that next year, 2023, uh, we are looking at our 10th anniversary. We certainly are. Five yes. anthologies. It's hard that's, to believe. That's right. That's amazing, isn't it? Just amazing. Anyways, Madeline, thank you for joining us here on Dead to Rights today. I really appreciate having you. Oh, it, uh, thank you, Donna. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Free, yet it rides. Let it rot. 